WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Well, good Sunday morning to everyone, and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And I'm Terry Lee Clark, and I'm also a servant leader with our ministry. And Terry Lee, it's so good to have you back uh, with us uh, for this week's show. Uh, George Espenlob filled in uh, wonderfully uh, the last couple of weeks when you weren't able to be a part of this. Uh, George is, uh, has been producing our show for some time now, and uh, to have him as part of the broadcast was uh, a, a, a wonderful experience for me. Uh, certainly glad to have you back uh, with us tonight. Yeah, I am certainly thankful to be back and uh, be doing our regular uh, Sunday show uh, with you. And I'm so thankful that George was able to uh, fill in uh, during the death in, in my family where I had to be out for a couple of weeks, but glad to be back. Yeah, and the idea going forward is that we'll have George as part of the yeah. conversation and uh, he adds so much to it. Uh, just uh, his his Bible knowledge, his understanding, uh, his heart for God. Uh, he just is a, a wonderful man of God, and he's uh, just so so encouraging to to you and me. Oh, absolutely! He he has been a tremendous encouragement, and as we spoke last night, he's going to add so much dimension uh, to the show. So, uh, George, if you're able to, uh, we just want to uh, welcome you to, to the show tonight and thank you for being a part of it the last couple of weeks and, and welcome you to the conversation as we record Saturday evening for Sunday morning show. Well, thank you, guys. <clears throat> I am uh, I'm privileged and honored to be able to be a part of this. Well, you're part of the My Brother's Crossing family, our ministry family. You're, you and Nancy are part of it. Uh, you, you've been a part of it since we were first introduced, uh, I guess it was back in uh, 2020 uh, when we first got our, our introduction and we did a program on on the George Espen Lob show and uh, we've been connected uh, off and on ever since. And, and again, you just add so much to what we do and we, we just appreciate and love you and your wife so much. Yeah, Thank you. So, uh, Terry Lee, you, you haven't been able to be a part of the show and we've talked about the last couple of weeks uh, that you've been absent. Uh, and you know, one of the things uh, over over the difficulty that you've been through with the loss of your uh, with your father's wife, uh, just how hard that has been, but uh, also how God has been in the midst of it all. Yeah, he has. Um, <clears throat> you know, we got the call the day that uh, she was missing. Um, God just ordained everything so perfectly so that you and I could get to. Um, dad and Kathy's home um, prior to us learning that she had been found and had in fact passed and God was able to strengthen both of us through that time because we were mourning the loss as well but God strengthened us so that we could minister to my father so that in that moment you know I could be right there with him holding on to him but still giving him that strength without breaking down myself during this. And I'm just so thankful to how God just so perfectly put this together. She said, there's such a tragic circumstance. He still 
brought his glory to it. Yeah, you you talk about that, Terry Lee, and we think about uh, in in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of the storms of our lives, when the hardships and the difficulties come, uh, sometimes it's hard for us to see him, but but he was ever present, and and it was very evident yes. of his involvement right from the first moments of this. Yeah. Uh, George, you know, we you and I talked quite a bit about this over the last couple of weeks, uh, and just uh, reflecting how God shows up in circumstances like this. It's always amazed me, and it continues to amaze me. Uh, sometimes we get what I want to call human, <laughs> where we we allow our doubts and our fears to come in or to approach us and afflict us, and our mind gets off the things of God, and we 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 tend to forget, you know, he, he performed a great work for you yesterday, but today how quick we are to forget. If we could only remember that what he did yesterday, he'll do today and even more. So why should we fear? You, you know, I think it's in lamentations where it talks about his mercies are new every day. Mm -hmm. and and to wake up and and i did that this morning actually uh saturday morning we're recording this as i said on on saturday evening when i woke up on saturday morning uh i was just laying in bed with my eyes first opening and and i immediately thought thank god your mercies are new today mm -hmm. uh because even before i my feet hit the floor uh, i'm gonna need you god uh, i'm gonna need you to show up today uh because i know uh, i knew saturday was going to be uh, a, a, a long day for us and the work that he we knew he had given us to do yeah abs absolutely you know we're just so thankful for him every day and again you're right he was in the midst he's always been in the midst and there was no doubt on that wednesday night that he was right there i felt his presence all around us all around us well you know terry lee i had the opportunity um in the time we got to spend with your dad mm -hmm. in the aftermath of all of this. And, and first of all, when he had you come to me, uh, the morning after his wife's body was, was recovered, uh, he had you come to me and say, have JT plan to preach the, the service. Yeah, he did. And, you know, he said to me, he said, the first time I ever heard JT speak was at his brother and sister-in-law's funeral. And he said, I knew right there, you know, when JT was able to hold it together and speak so eloquently in such a difficult time that he would be the one to do this service for us. And, you know, that meant so much to me. And I know it did to you, but, you know, Dad and Kathy always believed in what it is that we're doing, the work we're doing for God. They've never questioned. Um, why we gave up everything to do this work because they see the impact we're having well and and i agree with that which what you said but i don't know that he ever fully understood what it is we were doing until uh this week uh that we spent with him the week and a half we spent and really got to spend hours talking with him uh, about the work that God has called us to do in the places he sends us. And one of the messages um, that we share often, and 
we certainly shared with him over this time is we call ourselves a ministry of the one being Jesus Christ for the one. And I remember um, I had to return home uh, on Thursday of uh, two Thursdays ago. I had to return home that evening uh, to do some ministry work on Friday and Saturday, and you were going to stay with him. And and your dad and I sat up till about one o'clock, one thirty Thursday morning, and uh, just talking about things. And we said, you know, we're a ministry of the one for the one. And uh, we were talking about things and, and the time wound down and we decided it was enough and time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thursday morning when I woke up, uh, he came into the bedroom where we had been sleeping and he said to me, he said, uh, JT, I believe I've been y'all's one. Mm-hmm. And to have him say that uh, really kind of put that father's stamp of approval on exactly what it is. It's like he does understand. He does get it. He does support. He does uh, encourage us. And he's glad that we're doing what we do. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, it was so evident um <laughs> throughout almost 11, 12 days of being there with him because on uh, last Sunday evening when we were leaving there, I was thinking, okay, I need to pray over all of us before we get on the road and pray over dad because he's going to be alone uh, for a few days. And before I could get the words out of my mouth, he said, well, you're all going to pray over us? <laughs> I got a little bit of a chuckle out of it. I mean, I was raised in this Christian home by my father and mother, but still to have him ask this question before we even had a chance to get it out of my mouth or your mouth, one of us was going to do it. Um, He was already ready for us to pray over our travels and over him. Well, and, and even the night before, uh, because I had been gone uh, Thursday and I came back Saturday night to pick you up. And then we, we left Sunday to come home. Uh, when, When I arrived, Mm-hmm. at his home on Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty late. It was 9, 30, 10 o'clock when I walked in the door. And uh, the first thing out of his mouth, he, mm-hmm. he had a smile across his face when I walked in. And uh, through that smile, mm-hmm. he made the comment, you've been gone for two days doing the ministry work you do. Mm-hmm. Did you get your ones? Mm-hmm. Uh, he He knew, he recalled that statement of what, how we approach our ministry work. And that was his first interest to know if we had had an impact uh, at the jail where I'd been or uh, traveling to pick up a man from addiction, from a jail to take him to addiction uh, and just being there to, to minister to the people that God brought across the path. And, and for him to question, ask that question, the very first thing he said to me when I walked in, I'm glad to see you. Did you get your one? Well, you know, and... <laughs> all these years being raised in this Christian home. Yeah, I prayed over my mother when she was in the hospital before she died, you know, for 31 days. But this is the first time I've actually been there praying over my father in a difficult circumstance. And I've obviously prayed for him every night in my prayers, but praying over him openly out loud. This is the first time over those days I was praying for him multiple times each day when he'd hit a point where he'd break down and the reality was setting in um, for it. And and it brought him comfort and peace in that moment because I would see the peace come over him as I was praying for him. 
And in case we've confused any of our listeners, uh, Terry Lee, your mom, uh, your birth mother, um, he was married to her for 33 years and she passed in 1996. Mm -hmm. And then he remarried Kathy, who became your stepmother, but you considered her more like a, uh, a mother. Um, and he was married to her for 26 years. So 59 years of his life, he's been married to a, to a woman. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you've loved your mother and you've loved uh, his next wife. Nice. And uh, so just wanted to clear up any confusion of, about that, uh, that yeah. uh, as we've had this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. He's been, he's been blessed with two incredible godly women in his life. And, you know, not many people can say that. Not many people can say that. And I'm so thankful. Yeah. And, and, and again, just to have that time, that one-on-one -on -one time, uh, George, you know, when, when I think about, um, you've got children, uh, we have children, but when, when I got what I consider the stamp of approval, uh, my father, my birth father passed away in 1988 at the age of 59. Um, Terry Lee's dad has always loved me. Uh, there's, that's never been in question, yeah. but to have him, uh, engage with me over the work that we're doing now and, and we just had a, a lot of time to reflect, to feel like uh, I came away from that experience with a father's stamp of approval, uh, George. You you understand uh, the significance of that man to man. You understand the significance of having that mm -hmm. uh, assurance and that encouragement. Yeah. And when we take when we take that, our relationship that we've had with our earthly father, or if your father's still living, your relationship with him now, and then look at it toward our heavenly father, how much more, how much more does he love us and care for us and he's concerned about us? Yeah, that it's, it's almost hard to wrap your mind around because I think how much I love my children and to think that our heavenly father loves us a million times more than I love my children is hard to even comprehend, but I know he does because I see his love around me every day. The, the depths of the love that he has for us, mm -hmm. the depths that he's forgiven us mm -hmm. and the depths that his grace covers mm -hmm. as we continue to walk out our relationship with him. Uh, you know, the, the scripture that talks about, and it's in Romans 5, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He, he sent his son to the cross and his son went willingly to pay a price he didn't know uh, to, for the remission of, of my sins. And for those who he knew would reject him, would never enter a relationship with him. And would be sinners, but he went. And to know that that uh, he loves us, that while we were yet sinners, mm -hmm. he sent his son to the cross. Mm -hmm. How much more is he going to do for us now that we're in a right relationship with him, George? Yeah. And I, I think people fail uh, a lot of times because... God so loved the world, mm -hmm. or we could put it like this, God so loves the scoffers, 
the mockers, those people mm -hmm. that are anti-God, anti-Christ. He loves them. <laughs> yes. And we might we might want to just just wipe them out, you know, just throw them to the trash pile. But during their mockery, during their hatefulness, their rebellion, he still loves them. And we <laughs> all need to understand and realize that, that we can't stop God from loving everybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's still pursuing us when we're running from him. He's still pursuing us, that relationship with us. And he's not keeping count of our sins, of how many times we sinned. And that's something that's hard to get across to some new believers that are like, he's not keeping count? No, God's not keeping count of this is your 101st sin or your 10,000th sin. <laughs> he doesn't keep count of it. He continues to love us unconditionally and to forgive us because there's a thing called repentance. And we're able to repent of those sins and be forgiven. Praise God for repentance. Mm -hmm. You know, conviction is considered a gift from God because it helps us identify when we've made a mistake, when we've chosen poorly, uh, when we're headed down the wrong path. And it gives us an opportunity to step back, correct, repent, and get back on, on track. Mm -hmm. You know, George, you, you were talking about uh, the categories of people that, that society uh, – me at one point in my life would would conveniently and easily discard. Uh, and the truth of the matter is for 49 years, I was in that group of people. Uh, I was in the group of people that would mock God, uh, that would mock people for their faith, that would could somehow uh, surrender uh, to this mythical creature, uh, this mythical thing that I just didn't get and didn't understand. Uh, and to see my wife and know that she came to a relationship with Jesus Christ at such an early age and has been close to it almost her whole life. Um, it's, it's always been with her. He's always been with her uh, through through thick and thin. And, um, you know, it's just so uh, uh, heartwarming, I guess. It's, it's so satisfying uh, to now be. Uh, equally yoked with her to, to believe as she believes because I've seen evidence. Uh, I, I've seen the evidence of how he's moved and worked in my life. You know, last night, <clears throat> it, was, it was late last night, and the Lord began to deal with me about some prior things, some things that's current, and he began to deal with me, and he laid on my heart that and this this is the interesting part of radio. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who will listen later on. You just you just don't. But he laid this on my heart, and we all know people are hurting. People are uncertain, people downright scared, people don't know what to do or who to turn to, 
and it's dark. In their lives, it's dark. You know, the old secular song that said, I'm laughing on the outside, but I'm crying on the inside. And I think there's millions upon millions of people around this globe that are crying on the inside. And the Lord laid on my heart, and I, 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 I went to the Word of God, and I went to Kings chapter 6. And there was something there that, that I knew the Lord wanted, wanted me to see, wanted to share with me. And I went into 2 Kings chapter 6, and I began to read about Elisha. But down about verse 8, the king of Syria rose up against Israel, and he went to his servants and said, I'm going to camp in such and such a place. And Elisha was not there when this man said these things, made these plans. He was somewhere else. But the Spirit of God moved on Elisha, and he went to the king of Israel, and he said, look, the Syrians are going to go there, they're going to camp there, and they're going to lay in wait for you to come, and they're going to do battle against you, and if you go there, you're going to be defeated. So the king of Israel went to the place that Elisha told him about and saw that the Syrians were camped where Elisha said he was. And so he saved himself. And when the king of Syria found out that they didn't walk into the, into the trap, he called those same people together again and said, now, which one of you guys here is for Israel? And, of course, they all said, not me, not me. <laughs> you know, that, that's famous words. Yep. One of them had enough sense to understand something, and he said to the king of Syria, it was Elisha. That's the guy that tipped off the king of Israel. That prophet that's in the land. He told the king, your words that you spoke in your bedchamber. And the king said, hmm. hmm. Go and find out where he's at and fetch him. And they said he's in Dothan. Well, he sent horses and chariots and a mighty army. And they arrived there by night, and they encamped around the city. Here's the thing that God wanted me to see. And I believe this is something that that God wants us to see today, regardless of where we are, regardless of where we're listening from, and regardless of our circumstances. So you picture, you go to bed at night, and you fall asleep. And in the morning, you rise up. That's what Elisha's servant did. He got up early in the morning, went outside, 
looked about and said, oh, my goodness, we are in big trouble now. What was it? He saw with his human eyes that they were surrounded by the bad guys. You know, everything can be going along just, just smooth as silk and just fine. The birds are singing, the sun's shining, everything's coming up roses. And then all of a sudden, yeah, there it is. So he beat feet back into the house and he, you know, he's beside himself. And he told Elisha, Elisha, we've had it. There's bad guys encamped all around this city, and they are going to do a number on us. They come looking for you, but they're going to hurt me too. <laughs> I like what Elisha said, and I like what God showed me one more time. He just simply said, Lord, open this man's eyes. And that's what I pray he does today. He opens our eyes. Mm -hmm. He said, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see, that he may see. And the word of God says, the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And what he saw was the majesty and the might and the power of an almighty God. Amen. You know, you know uh, George, so much of our lives, I mean, what's going on in this world right now? It's just so much chaos and turmoil. Mm -hmm. And and people are, are looking, they're searching. They, they, they want a peace. They want a hope. Um, and even if they may have rejected the very hope that's available to each one of us that we've already talked about, mm -hmm. Uh, we need to be, we need, we as men and women of faith, men and women that have a relationship with, we need to continue to be evidence of that hope in the lives of other people because we never know watching. who's watching or when something's going to click for somebody mm -hmm. that's rejected it for so long. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I say, we, we've said all along to others, you know, when we call ourselves Christians, People are watching. People are watching always. And we don't know whose life it is we may be affecting. So we always, you know, need to be that, you know, light of Jesus Christ. To be showing the love of Christ at all times. Because it may be that one that needs to hear those words. You know, to bring them to that relationship with Jesus Christ. George, we've counted down under three minutes. Uh, you know, one of the things that I'm reminded uh, about our walk and being that light, it is so very easy for me to let my light shine when I go into a place where the light is already shining. Yeah. When I know the message that I'm going to carry is going to be welcomed and received, it's so easy for me to be evidence of what I believe. It is much more challenging 
it's much more uncomfortable uh, to go to places or have conversations with people when I don't know or when it's truly a very dark place mm -hmm. and and to still have the boldness to say the very same thing I need to say in those environments, especially in those environments that I'm willing to say when I'm standing in the midst of the light. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to be that bold at those times when it, it may be the most difficult to be bold and to share our faith with others and to share God's truth. Terry Lee, we're, we're about out of time. We've got just over a minute left. Uh, do you, would you close us in prayer? Um, as gracious and heavenly Father, I just come boldly right now to your throne of grace and mercy, Lord. I just thank you for this day, Father. I thank you for who you are, for a Father who loves us always. You love us unconditionally, Father, through our sins, through our downfalls. Every bit of it, the things that we don't even love about ourselves, Father, you still continue to love us, Lord. I just pray that there is, you know, one listening here today um, whose heart, whose spirit will just be stirred, Lord, to a deep relationship with you because it's personal. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I just urge you to open yourself up to the idea of a relationship with a loving father who will love you more than you can ever imagine, who will always be there with you, Father. I'm just so thankful for you in my life and my husband's life and in all those whose paths we cross. I thank you for giving us um, each opportunity um, to be the light of Jesus Christ. I just pray these things in your precious and holy son, Jesus Christ's name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, George, on the show with us, and we'll look forward to the next opportunity. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 1030 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God, love people.